Welcome to Pep Talk with Grace. I'm Grace and every episode I bring you a short podcast with, you guessed it, a good old-fashioned pep talk. Each time we dive into a new area of life, business or career, something that we could all do with a little pep talk on. It'll be informative, practical and most of all a little bit inspiring. So let's jump on in. Welcome to episode two of Pep Talk with Grace, season two. If you didn't catch episode one, shame on you. No, I kid, but seriously, here is a quick catch up for you. Season two, we're going slightly different. We're going back to the dictionary definition of Pep Talk, which is a short speech intended to encourage someone to feel more courageous, enthusiastic, and positive. So each time we're covering a new area of life, career, business, something that we could really do with a little bit of a pep talk on. It's things like imposter syndrome, wealth, health, balance, career, so much more. This week we're tackling an area that is actually pretty personal for me and that is body image. For as long as I can remember, this has been a huge part of my life, I have and I live in a naturally bigger body. I'm soft and I'm squishy and I'm just not designed to be a skinny mini. I was born in the 80s to a mum who of course is amazing, but she spent pretty much my entire childhood on one diet or another. And she no doubt learnt that from her mum who attended Slimming World every week for virtually her entire life. And I want to be really clear, this is absolutely no shade on these amazing strong women who came before me. But I know that they were just a product of their time, as we all are. Diet culture absolutely peaked in the 80s and 90s, and the brainwashing that my mum and my granny were subject to was absolutely rife. So this is no surprise, but it really was the most excellent breeding ground for body image issues for a small and impressionable little girl who was born into a naturally bigger body. I have so many memories throughout my childhood that I could share with you and this isn't a therapy session so I won't go too deep but I really can remember being um, 10 and we were doing an activity at school where the class had to build bridges and then everyone was being weighed so that they could then walk across the bridge and we could see what weight these bridges could carry. I mean why they didn't just use like weights I have no idea but anyway I was so deeply anxious about this like in the end my mum had to write a letter um, to excuse me from school that day so that I could just avoid this utter humiliation of being weighed in front of my class and I know that that's just one small example one of many but it gives you a good idea of where I was at when I was age 10. So it's safe to say that I spent my years from maybe like 7 to 30 that's like quick maths I can't even tell, I can't even do the quick math on that, 23 years, 23 years with some serious body image issues and this really peaked at age 18 or 17, 18 when I discovered that I could quote do something about this and discovered the world of Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers. Heck, I even actually worked at Weight Watchers during university so that I could get free membership and I had to weigh the ladies every week and write down their weight. And yes, I said ladies, I know men can join Weight Watchers, but let's be honest, it was like 95% female. I know that I'm lucky to have never experienced a full eating disorder, 
but I do have close friends and family who have and I know the severity and impact of those diseases and how serious they are and I don't want to downshadow that but nonetheless my body image issues have they robbed me of life experiences absolutely have they dominated my thoughts and wasted my time energy and not to mention money you betcha have I missed out on years of fun clothing and fun swimwear sure thing it really doesn't help that we are constantly faced with this barrage of mixed messages around the way that we look. Even putting aside social media for a second, which is just a whole nother kettle of fish. If you flick through any magazine, you'll see an article on one page about self-confidence and loving yourself. And that's placed right alongside an advert or an editorial around a diet plan, an eating plan, an anti-wrinkle cream. Ah, and don't get me started on social media. We all know how toxic that space can be but safe to say anyway almost everything we see in print on television and on social media has been altered in one way or another to absolute perfection and everything is not as it seems so where are we at now well since my daughter Demi was born four years ago I've done a lot of personal work around body image and body acceptance in what is my attempt to break nearly 30 years of diet culture brainwashing and not pass this on to my daughter. I feel, I can't even tell you, I feel such a sense of responsibility as a mum to do this for my kid. I am so driven by making sure that my daughter, who's let's be honest, is taking after me physically as well, does not waste even a second of her life worrying about how her body looks and saves her energy for, sorry I'm getting emotional just saying this, saves her energy for worrying about things in life that actually matter. This is a huge area to learn about and I think that this is genuinely going to be a lifelong work in progress for me. I don't think I'll ever be healed but I am now four years free from diet culture like some kind of recovering alcoholic. Um, it does rear its ugly head every now and again in moments of weakness and let's be clear I'm coming at this from the perspective of body size diversity because that's what I know but I also know that I come from an incredibly privileged position of being a white middle-class female and I'm acutely aware that there are so many kinds of diversity in the world and that I haven't had to experience that double or triple whammy of struggles around body image that some do you know people of color or people who live with disabilities I know that I can't speak to that today but I want I want you to know that I see that and I know this is an area that we can all learn about and do better in and it's also important to note that this body image stuff isn't just for people in larger bodies it doesn't just affect people in larger bodies no matter what size or shape your body is chances are that there is some part of you that you aren't happy with and that you think should be different so this chat is for everyone no matter where you are at with all of this First up, before we get into sharing a little bit of what I have learned, I was also very lucky to get some tips in this area from Meg Mansell. So Meg is a DJ on The Edge radio station and she is someone who I've always admired for her approach to body acceptance, especially because she is someone who is in the public eye. Meg tells me that her top tip is to curate your social media feeds and aim to include people who are diverse 
people who you can learn from and people who make you feel good. She so rightly points out that social media can be so harmful to your self-esteem, as we know, but if you work it to your advantage and start unfollowing people who make you feel bad about yourself, then it can actually be a really helpful tool in growing your confidence. She says she also tries to remind herself of all the people that she has sadly lost in her life. She says, I've never been to a funeral where people got up to speak about how hot and slim and attractive the person was. It's always memories of better times, of how they impacted others and the stories that they shared. There is so much more to life than fitting into society's standard of beauty. I could not agree more with Meg on that and you will hear a similar tip from me coming up soon too. Meg pointed out that if you think of all the men and women in the world who are, you know, the most attractive in the entire world, there will still be people out there who think they are ugly, which I think is a really good point. And I would also add to that and say that I bet even those people who are supposedly, you know, traditionally the most attractive people in the world, they probably have things about themselves that they aren't even happy with as well. Like Meg points out, it's really the impossible chase, one that you are never going to win. She says you're better to focus internally on being the best version of who you want to be and think about the people who you love being around. It's because of how they make you laugh or feel or how smart or empathetic or caring or thoughtful they are, not what they look like at all. So true. I highly recommend following at Megan on air for more inspiration in this space, especially because Megan and her partner Guy are about to have a baby and I can't wait to follow that journey as well. Thank you so much Meg for sharing your tips. Needless to say, I've learned a thing or two along the way in this space while I've been on this journey for the last four years. So for today's pep talk, I'm going to share a few tips of things that have worked for me so far in the hope that this might help you on your journey as well. So our first tip today, and this is a really easy one, okay guys, I want you to watch the Embrace documentary that was created by Taryn Brumfit. It's on Netflix, you're, you're on Netflix, I know you are, just do it, and you will see why. Second, and this is, a, this is my favorite, I think, fill your world with diversity. I don't know if you've noticed, but what you see all around you becomes your normal and it, and that becomes attractive to your eye and we are so programmed from years of seeing only the default body in magazines on tv and in social media that default body that's slim and white and blonde and female and cisgender that's what we're programmed no fault of our own programmed to find attractive there is this cookie cutter type of body that we see everywhere and we are just default programmed to think that that's the ideal goal but on the flip side if you see all around you people of all sizes or shapes or abilities or sexual orientations and all ethnicities all in your world it just becomes attractive to your eye and I know that traditional media is a bit of a dinosaur in this space, but we can totally control and curate what we see on our social media feeds. I know that personally, since I've curated my Instagram feed with more body diversity, I've noticed a huge improvement in the way that I look at and judge myself. 
So now when I catch myself in the mirror and I see roles, because of course who doesn't, instead of feeling repulsed by that, because that's what I've tra been trained to feel, I... <sighs> so now when I catch myself in the mirror and I see roles, because of course who doesn't, instead of feeling repulsed by that because I look so different to the default body I see everywhere, I now feel like I look like all the amazing, strong and beautiful women that I have surrounded myself with online and it just feels normal. Like this is a slow process, it won't happen overnight, but I promise you that you will see the way you look at yourself changing over time. And I will share some of the pages that I've enjoyed following in the body size diversity space on my Instagram, which is at Petrook with Grace when this comes out. My next tip is that you've got to get angry. Take some time to learn a little bit about diet culture and how it's been used as a tool of the patriarchy to limit the power of women and their political influence. I know this might seem like a stretch, it seems a little bit conspiracy theorist, but it, actually think about it. If we are so distracted by how we look and what we're eating all day long, we have so much less brain power for uprising and we're much less of a threat. It, look it up, it is really a thing. And to learn more on this, I recommend reading or listening to Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison. Next up, remember you are going to die and this life is crazy short. The older you get, the faster time seems to fly. And I swear in what will feel like the blink of an eye, this is all going to be over for you. Just the thought for me of getting to the end of my life and, and regretting wasting so much of the time I had while I had it, so much of my energy and my money trying to change the natural order of things just drives me insane. Don't waste another second of your life hating your body. Next up, try not to engage in diet chat. This comes up so often. It is just typical, you know, you're at work, morning tea comes out and the whole, all the, all the people in the office are saying, oh, I couldn't possibly, I'm on a diet, I'm fast, I'm doing intermittent fasting. Oh, oh, I was so bad yesterday, I couldn't have a donut today. Yawn, this is just absolutely toxic and so freaking boring. I know personally that I feel a little bit unsure about what to say when this, this, this sort of conversation starts flowing as it so often does. And to be honest, quite often I just tend to stay quiet because I don't know what to say, but this is something I want to work on. And I saw a good tip via a friend at Emma Makes who suggested practicing some phrases you can pull out, like something you should know about me is that I don't talk about diets. On a similar vein to my tip around getting angry, I also want you to learn about how much brain power thinking about dieting and food takes up. Like think about a, diet, a time when you've been on a diet or a health kick or exercising a lot and remember how all-consuming it can be. Like you're always thinking about your next meal or worrying about when you have to go out with friends and all of the bloody points and all of the alcohol you're drinking and measuring yourself and looking in the mirror and blah 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 blah. Just imagine how much more you could achieve in life if you free up that brain space for actually important things. This is genuinely a thing. And if you want to learn more on this, I again, I recommend the Embrace documentary because Taryn talks about that more in that. Okay, so this is a favorite one of mine. Remember that ditching diet culture doesn't mean you are ditching health. The connection between being overweight and health is a, is a 
big area. <laughs> Obesity is so often blamed as the cause of health issues, but there's such a huge difference between correlation and causation. And in so many cases, the size of the person's body has nothing to do with it. In fact, when doctors fixate on weight, they can actually often overlook the true cause of a health issue and the health issue ends up getting worse even though it was not even anything to do with the size of their body. I really suggest finding a health at any size doctor and when you go to the doctor tell them at the beginning of the appointment that you don't want to talk about weight and you don't want to be weighed unless it's essential for you know for example for medicine dosing. But like I say when I talk about this, we're not talking about ditching your health. It's not a free-for-all on KFC and sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. <laughs> I am a really healthy person. I'm doing healthy in air quotes. I'm healthy. I eat well for the most part. I really get sick. I have no major health issues. My nutritionist said that my cholesterol was the best she has seen in a long time. I exercise regularly. I drink moderately. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm healthy. But if you look at me physically with a traditional lens around health on, you'd probably write me off as being unhealthy. You'd think that I was eating K-Fry and watching Netflix all the time. I mean, I do watch quite a lot of Netflix, to be fair. But wrong. So I focus on health as a feeling and as an energy. I want you to fire up the way you feel from the inside and focus on the energy that you bring to the room. Focus on how you make yourself and other people feel. Eat well, fuel your body, move your body in a way that feels good to you. Listen to it and fuel your body and mind from the inside out. Next, we've got a really easy one. Check out your scales. <laughs> and cull your wardrobe while you're at it. So I chucked out our scales four years ago and I have not looked back, I swear. Actually, that is a lie because the only time I regret it is when we're packing for a holiday and I can't wear my suitcase anymore. It is actually really annoying. But remember that your clothes are for fun and fun clothes are not just for people in smaller bodies. Dress for what makes you happy and what feels good and not to hide things that you think are wrong on your body. And, you know, if you want to take this to the next level, you could book a stylist appointment. Okay, so we've got two more tips left. The first one, and this is great because since my daughter is where this all started, it makes sense. But one of my biggest tips is to think of the children. Because if you can't do this for yourself, which FYI, I totally think you should, do it for the kids. Disrupt this generational cycle of body shaming that you no doubt inherited from your parents and do not pass it on. In a recent study, I saw 75% of school-aged girls in Australia wished they were thinner and felt that body image and their body was their number one concern. Like seriously, what an absolute effing waste of time at a time in your life when you should be just making the most of having zero responsibilities, spending all day with your friends and just having a shitload of fun. I want you to talk about bodies with kids and young people in your life in terms of how they feel and what they can do. Talk about it like my legs feel so strong, I can jump so high. And when you're looking at other people with your kids, make comments about how that person looks like they feel. Like, wow, they look so confident, they look so happy. And finally, never, ever, 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 ever 
talk badly about your own body in front of your kids or any kids. You know that little people mirror your behavior. And if you stand in front of a mirror shaming yourself out and complaining about your arms and your tummy and blah, 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 you better bet that you will see them doing that exact same thing in no time. We are in such a crazy, unprecedented time with social media at the moment. You know, filters and the joys of the internet. These kids are going to have a hard enough time surviving their teenage years and young adulthood as it is. The best thing you can do, you can hope to do, is to arm them from a young age with such tenacity about body image that that stuff is like water off a duck's back. And last but not least, you need to catch your self-talk. Remember that not all thoughts in your head or emotions that you have are facts. Just because you think something, it doesn't mean it is true. Try to learn to recognize those intrusive thoughts you have and give them a label. Separate them from yourself. You can even give them a name. <laughs> you can say, thanks but no thanks. When they pop into your head and that makes it easier to separate it from yourself and from the truth like oh thanks mildred for your opinion on that but i know it's not true so jog on okay you can even take this to the next level by refocusing your self-talk towards the positive so when you look in the mirror focus and talk about and think about what your body can do not how it looks and this is super cheesy, I know, but come on. Your arms let you hug your loved ones. Your legs carry you to concerts and take you out for dinner. Your eyes help you see beautiful things like sunsets and, and baby lambs. Your hands help you work and type and, and give your loved ones massages. You get the idea anyway. And as a little bit of homework, I'd love you to write down five things that you love about yourself, your personality, and your body. Then onwards from now, try and think of one positive thing about your body every day as you go forward. Just this practice of putting your feelings and your thoughts into written words, the old fashioned way, helps you process your thoughts and helps you commit these things to your memory. All right, well, I feel like I could talk for days on this, as you can probably tell, but I think that that's probably plenty to be getting started with. And I also thought that you might be entertained to know that, somewhat ironically, when I was researching this episode, I went to Google to look for some expert tips to share, and I typed in tips to, like literally just tips to, and the top result suggestion that popped up was tips to lose weight closely followed by tips to lose body bo uh, tips to lose belly fat i think it was like freaking classic this stuff is just everywhere and you are not alone we are not alone but it's something that we need to talk about more and keep working on thank you for coming along for this pretty personal chat i hope it didn't turn into too much of a therapy session but i'm sure there were some nuggets of wisdom in there that might help you on your journey as well and likewise, I want to hear your tips too. So please head to at Pep Talk with Grace and share with me your tips and your thoughts on this. Like I said, it's a total work in progress. I'm always keen to hear thoughts. It's super powerful stuff and we are all in this together. Until next time, bye.